Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when in 48 hours, the iPhone 15, 15 Plus, 15 Pro, and 15 Pro Max, and Apple Watch Series 9, and Apple Watch Ultra 2, and AirPods maybe are going to come out. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way, or an Apple event or two along the way. Probably just <laughs> one, but you never know. Probably just the one, but yeah, it, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm getting the pre-event jitters, all right? Tomorrow, going to be a long day, I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, what you got tomorrow? Getting getting all set up for the for the big day. I mean, I don't really have anything to set up. I just I'm just gonna be here for the big day. I'm gonna be sitting in this chair in about 36 hours for a long time. Oh yeah, wait. You said you said tomorrow. You mean Tuesday? Yes. No, no. Tomorrow's gonna be a long day of anticipation. I see. Waiting. I see. Yes, I should have specified that. But Tuesday's also going to be a long day. Although, weirdly, I always find event days go by very quickly. Well, you're very busy because we, we do the live stream. We'll talk about this later, exactly. but of course we're doing the live stream. And then right after that, you get into that video-making process. You churn them out. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's... I will say, though, uh, event day is busy, but it's less chaotic than launch day. Launch day always stresses me out because I'm like, I think I just try to do way too many things at once. I think a lot of people will try to do an unboxing or they'll do like a first impressions or they'll do some benchmarks. I try to do it all at once, all at the same time, because my brain doesn't work properly, I think. Uh, and so I just sit there and I'm like, okay, I have a really unhinged workflow for launch day. Do you want to know what I do? Okay. Give us a secret. Yeah. And this is, so this is mainly more for Mac stuff where I do have like a set series of benchmarks. Typically what I do is sit down Well, I go to the Apple store as early as I possibly can, pick it up, briskly walk home. That's right. Walking distance to an Apple store does not get old baby i love it absolutely but i get home i have already of course set up my camera i film an unboxing then i set it up and i've in my unboxing i'm like all right well let's get into the benchmarks then i take the sd card out of my camera go sit at my desk start running the benchmarks while i edit the unboxing then i go back down to uh film more benchmarks that are going to be the on-camera numbers. And then I usually, I start, I do that voiceover. So I come back, edit that, and then I film the outro and then edit that and upload it. So it's like, I'm kind of playing like 4D chess with myself. It's a lot of back and forth, wearing a lot of different hats, as they say. Very, very crazy, very hectic. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie, Reviewing the products does take away from the enjoyment of them on that first day because I don't really get to use anything until I've already uploaded the video. 
Yeah, see, I love my, like, when I get the new iPhone, I always set up my new iPhone from scratch. I never restore from a backup because I like to start fresh and, and whatever. So I'm, like, sitting there, you know, set up my new phone, download all my apps again, sign into all my accounts, get my music mm. and everything. And I'm just, like, straight chilling, having a good time. Meanwhile, you're running back and forth, filming, <laughs> editing, yeah. voiceover. Oh, I can't even imagine. No, it's awful. I, 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 I wish... My all-time goal is to be that YouTuber that can wake up like two months after a product launch, make a review on it, and still get views on that. Oh, I love that, but I'm not good enough. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big enough YouTuber for that to be possible. If I did that, I mean, there, there's a couple people that would watch it. You know, that that core fan who are like, I want Luke Miani's take for some reason. I don't know why. And then, and and I. I, I that would be it. I'd be finished. Yeah, you gotta. For now, you gotta be on the grind. But you know, you're working your way up there one day. And speaking of the grind, we gotta grind out some uh, event expectations. I think. Ooh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's what I'm thinking. I think, I think we should go through this event in order, minute by minute. Okay. Talk about everything that's going to happen. We had a flurry of recent rumors just yesterday. Was it yesterday? Oh, man. Yes, it was yesterday. Okay. Everything is a blur. Just yesterday, I I uploaded. There, there was a surprising amount of last-minute leaks, rumors, tidbits, perhaps. A little bit of CCRP action at its finest. Uh... Well, the long and the short of it is this event has been fully leaked as far as I can tell. Oh, geez. Like every last detail. I haven't seen much of these like super recent rumors. I think I saw maybe the colors are going to be a little bit better than we expected. I'm not sure about that. I saw someone, I don't know if it was, if it was a, a hypothetical or an actual leak, but mm-hmm. someone was like saying exactly what Tim Cook was going to say. There's no way that that was actually leaked, but like, it seems like people have a lot of, a lot of detail about, about what's going to happen at this event. Yeah. I, I think, I think we're at the point where, I mean, honestly, when we do our bingo board on Tuesday, I have a lot of stuff for it. Actually, wait, we should, we should tell everyone about the plan in case they're not familiar. Yeah, yeah. If you, so if you're not familiar with the event day routine over here, here's how it goes, all right? One hour before the Apple event, you're going to see our mugs smiling back at you from your computer screen. Look at that. What a great what what a bunch of great smiling mugs we have, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh <laughs> So you'll see our mugs come across your screen, and we're going to go over the rumors, hype it up, hang out a little bit. You know, it's a good time. I love the pre-show. The pre-show is great. We're going to make the bingo boards. That's right. We introduced that about two years ago, and it's coming back, baby. We built a bingo board. You guys, of course, can build one along yourselves. I'll, announce, I'll, I'll do a community post here when we uh, update the bingo board. I mean, I guess all we do is change the colors to make them event topical, but that you know what I mean. Uh, 
So yeah, we come, we do our bingo board, we get excited. When the stream starts, for copyright reasons, we can't actually embed the keynote in our stream or Tim Cook is gonna come over here and punch me in the nose. So we like to walk, we'll watch along with you. You know, we'll be watching it. We'll give you guys sound cues so you know where we are. Some people leave and come back, some people stick around. It's fun either way. And then after the show, we do a little quick recap before I go off and, and uh, drown myself in video editing for a couple hours. Yeah, it's a lot of fun uh, making the bingo board. So yes, one hour before the event starts. So it starts at what, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right? So one hour before that, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time. We will be on. That means I'm waking up early. That's early for me, but I do it because I love <laughs> I love this. So we will be mm -hmm. here for one hour doing the bingo board, getting hyped, maybe some last-minute rumors. You never know what's going to happen between now and Tuesday. Uh, and then show happens, and we'll be back after the show to talk a little bit, see how we did on the bingo board. It's always a lot of fun. We stream every Apple event we've been doing uh, streams for the past couple of years, so you should definitely join. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh... I don't know, Noah. I really want to do one of these in person again. When we did that WWDC, ooh, that was fun. Yeah, the in person is great. I have a feeling that we'll be able to do more of these in person in the uh, in the relative future. I don't know. Interesting. What a funny feeling you have. Just, just I have that thought. feeling too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we can agree. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about the event. What do we think? Well, okay, not necessarily what do we think is going to happen, but let's take all of the extremely credible and CCRP-rich leaks and uh, basically put them in order. Uh, yes. I think typically that means we start with a Apple Watch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't remember. We're definitely expecting Apple Watch and definitely AirPods, or definitely iPhone. AirPods is a maybe. I'm not sure about the order. I think AirPods. Okay. I So I had a theory that I talked about in my video about okay. AirPods. Because I think we're going to start with Apple Watch or AirPods. That's, that's, I think it's pretty clear that Apple would save the iPhone as the main event for the end. So in, in terms of event order, my money would be Apple Watch, AirPods, iPhone 15 regular, iPhone 15 Pro makes sense yeah. that's more or less what they did last year there might have been an ipad involved last year i don't think we have any rumors about that but i suppose they could you know put an m2 chip in something and pretend that anyone cares yeah i think i saw maybe an ipad air rumor but that was more like october so not sure about this event <sighs> dude october is gonna be ming chi kuo says no more new max this might be the last apple event of the year that would be... There's usually two in the fall, though. That would be kind of crazy. Well, I think there's there's been usually two in the fall only recently. Like, since mm. COVID. They, the fall events were usually sporadic. Maybe every other year. There was a couple years where they didn't have them. I don't know. I, I, it's Anyway, hang on. I'm getting, off, I'm getting sidetracked. All right. <laughs> 
I had a theory about AirPods, which is going to probably be at the beginning of the event, either right at the beginning or after Apple Watch. And my theory is that we... So AirPods Pro second generation came out when? Last year? Last fall? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last fall. So historically that has not it has not been a the 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 original one came out in 2019 all right they had like three years before airpods pro got an update so it seems it seems perhaps a bit soon by apple standards for there to be a new generation so i propose i theorized i dare say that what they'll do is update the AirPods case. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like the original, uh, what was it, when the original AirPods 2 came out and they had like the light on the case or something and then they made that Mm -hmm. available as a separate thing for the first AirPods. There was something like that. But absolutely, I could see a USB-C case. Yeah, yeah, the wireless charging with the light on the outside. That's right. So I could totally see, Mm -hmm. because they say like AirPods Pro with wireless charging case or like MagSafe charging case, whatever they call the current one. But I could totally see like AirPods uh, Pro 2 with USB-C charging case or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's a given. Outside of that, I mean, okay, they'll do that probably for the AirPods, the regular AirPods as well. So, oh, mm. I take back what I said. I had a thought. Okay. I said AirPods will probably be at the beginning, but at the beginning is before they've announced USB-C for the iPhone. So I'm now going to update this. AirPods at the end. I I definitely agree. I think USB-C on the iPhone is one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest changes that, that we're expecting this year. One of the biggest changes that people are going to notice, especially, right? You can talk about, like, mm-hmm. camera improvements and, like, other other improvements that they're going to talk about. But the, changing the charging cable is very, very tangible difference that people are going to notice. So I feel like Apple's definitely going to want to spend time talking about that. And I agree that, you know, if they lead with USB-C in the, in the AirPods, maybe that would spoil it a little bit. I wonder if they would do, instead of at the very end... Maybe between the iPhone regular and the iPhone Pro, theoretically, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. I suppose that's possible. Dude, I don't know. I mean, the more I think about it, the more underwhelming this event kind of seems. Because if if we're expecting some AirPods cases at the end, that means Apple Watch will start us off. Now, the rumors for the Apple Watch Series 9 are... <clears throat> new and improved heart rate sensor and a faster chip that's that's a bit that's that's it yeah that's uh pretty incremental by all accounts yeah uh, it it's at the point where i think I don't think I'm going to be upgrading the Apple Watch Ultra to the Apple Watch Ultra 2. I think we've heard a rumor that there might be a new color. Wow. They might do a a, a darker titanium finish. And 
I don't know. That doesn't do anything for me. The faster chip doesn't do anything for me. I mean, it, it, it occurred to me that the Apple Watch Ultra has the same chips as all the other Apple Watches, which means, like all the other Apple Watches, the chip has not changed since the S6 in 2020. So it's been three years, no updates whatsoever to the Apple Watch chip, and nobody cares at all. They are more than adequate. I, I have never experienced loading or lag or stuttering. It, there is frankly no benefit to the user for a faster chip. Maybe a more efficient one? Sure. Better battery life? I'll take it. But that's not what the rumor is. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, maybe there will be opportunities to take advantage of the faster chip. Maybe this new WatchOS update, this big WatchOS update that's coming soon, will really be able to take advantage of a faster chip somehow. I don't really know. Uh, but I definitely agree. Uh, you know, new color, better heart rate sensor, faster chip isn't really doing it for me uh, for, for this Apple Watch. I would definitely hang on to it for a couple more years, I think. And, yeah, you know, eventually, like like you said, this is running a chip that's essentially a few years old at this point. So we'll have to see what that does for, uh, you know, supporting for, uh, you know, how long the watch will be supported on versions mm -hmm. of watchOS. I guess it'll probably be the same, like, typical amount. But it would seem weird to like start cutting off older versions that are using the same chip, right? Older series. I with did the same think chip. that too. Like, so what know. does Apple do? How do you justify if you're Apple? Let's say five years from now, and you say, "All right, the Series Six Apple Watch is not going to get WatchOS 19, but the Seven and Eight will." I'm going to say, "What are you? What are you talking about? That's..." That's ridiculous. But I guess they do that with the Mac too. I mean, there's some I mean, what 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 Macs did they just discontinue? Like the 2016s and the 2017s, I think. Why? That like the 2018 MacBook Air can support it with a dual core like a pathetic, utterly useless dual core i5. But the 2017s with pathetic, utterly useless, but less so quad-core i7s can't run Ventura. It's all arbitrary. So I, I, it's going to be ridiculous and nonsensical. But basically, Apple drops support whenever they are saying, like, you know what? Uh, we want you to upgrade. Yeah, like, they they commit to, I guess, a couple years, maybe like four or five years of upgrades typically. Uh, software upgrades, which is which is great. I mean, it's like industry I'm leading, not right? But but yes, mm -hmm. it is a little bit arbitrary. So I feel like you know all, all of this said, I think this year's Apple watches don't seem particularly exciting. Maybe we'll be surprised, but based on what we know, they don't seem super exciting. And I am very happy to hold on to my current uh, my current Ultra for another year, probably another couple of years. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think honestly, eight hundred for the Apple Watch Ultra was a good buy because it's going to be current and supported for a good long while. I kept my Series Five for three years, which is longer than I do for most Apple products because let's be honest, I review them, so I I'm buying the new ones all the time, which is I think an interesting realization because I. 
I need to just stop spending money on upgrades. I just, I buy a new one every year. What? I, I'm not going to, I don't know. I, I buy them as if I'm going to keep them. But then, of course, the new one comes out and I'm going to review that. And it doesn't make sense to keep both. And I got to keep the new one because I have to repair whatever, I have to compare whatever comes out next to it. So <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but that's my conundrum. Yeah, I feel like the same way after specking out this current macbook pro i'm like first of all i definitely didn't need to spec it out but then i'm like if i don't and i go for more of a base model it'll still be fine and then i can have an excuse to upgrade it sooner so that's why like the iphone that i do every year i never upgrade anything 128 gigs is enough storage for me no need to pay extra i'm not upgrading mm. like any of the any of that other stuff uh and then and then i don't feel quite as bad you know upgrading every year that's an interesting point actually and that brings us nicely into the iphone part of this discussion because it's only been about 10 minutes but we've run out of apple watch stuff because honestly i think i'm gonna fall asleep during that part of the keynote unless there's some bombshell that has completely evaded the CCRP receptors in my head. I honestly think that they're going to talk more about watchOS 10 than Apple Watch Series mm. 9 during that portion of the event. That's my that's my guess. I like that guess. Can I add another guess? Mhm. Mm so we've heard rumors about Apple ditching leather cases. Right, the leather cases and the leather bands, right? So I suspect a decent amount of time will be dedicated to introducing new Apple Watch bands to replace some of the staples that we've had for a while. Uh, so uh, honestly, you know what? They can fill 15 minutes talking about, oh, we put a new chip in it and uh, the, there's some nice bands, a uh, new sensor. They'll have somebody talking about a study that they did with the sensor and how it saved everyone and there you go that's that'll fill 20 minutes then we kick over to the iphone that's the star of the show oh yeah this is the iphone event that's what we all call yeah. it, the iphone event absolutely they call it wonderlust uh i call it the iphone event and we start of course with the regular iphone 15 which unless again CCRP is uh, failing me. Seems like a total lame-o. Yeah, I guess... What do we know? USB-C, I think, Whoa. Is, is the big one. And that, that, will yeah. be, that will be great. I'm very curious to see how Apple introduces it. It's very easy. They can say, you know, oh, we're, we're unifying and simplifying, and now the same cable that powers your iPad and your Mac... Uh, and, and everything else will now power your iPhone. I could totally see that. I wonder if they're going to say yep. anything about Lightning. Like when Lightning was introduced, they talked about how big and bulky mm. the 30 pin was. And Lightning was, was you know, a, a, big, a big deal then. Now USB-C is actually, I think, a little bit bigger than Lightning. So they can't really talk about that. But I don't know. Will we That's get anything about Lightning? That is interesting. I, okay. There's a couple dif different ways this could go. Because I think it's worth noting that, that uh, Apple has been very public about whenever they make a new change, 
they love to talk about how it was their idea and how great it is. You know, they removed the light, the the headphone port. They were like, this is so much better than that terrible old technology because now we can sell you $200 headphones. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Lightning, we all know that they did not want to get rid of it. They were not going to put USB-C on the iPhone until the European Union said, yes, you are or else. But now they have to do this event and be like, oh, yeah, we we love USB-C. Oh, that lightning connector, that's uh, – we hate that. We hate the millions of dollars that we were making off of that old piece of garbage. USB-C is great. Yeah, that was definitely like the uh – it, it, it is it is very funny, but but I could see Apple saying like, look, we, uh, you know, we we brought USB C to the Mac and we revolutionized the the, uh, the 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 laptop market, right? That was like a big thing in 2016 when those Macs came out and they just had USB C. That was you know obviously other things had USB C at the time, but that was like a pretty big departure from the norm to literally just have usb-c ports i could definitely see apple saying something about how they did that and then they brought it to the ipad and our customers love the 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 interoperability and the and the fast speeds although the regular 15s are not getting that so say the rumors so we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that and then and now we're bringing it to the iphone so that all of your apple devices can be together like whatever they they can definitely spin it but it is funny that like you know a year or two ago before we really thought this was going to happen. We really thought it wasn't going to happen. We thought that Apple would sooner remove the port period than switch to USB-C. But now it seems like that they are actually going to switch. And John said that he was going to remove his left testicle if they put USB-C on the iPhone. So that gives you an indication of how unlikely it seemed. Yeah, and we will be holding him to that. Oh, absolutely. I, I do have a uh, unlicensed doctor standing by for that procedure. Perfect. That'll probably save us some money to buy more iPhones. Yeah, exactly. Now, so it's kind of ironic, if you ask me, that Apple Apple was the one of the major proponents in not only developing USB-C, but implementing it. I think a lot of people have soon forgotten, and that was probably intentional, that Apple basically created USB-C. If you go back and watch the March 2015 keynote where they announced the 12-inch MacBook, which I did a, I did a whole video on that because that keynote is honestly like, we didn't even know it at the time, but that's one of the most like iconic keynotes. Not because it did something big, like introduced the iPhone, but because there's so much like that event was the catalyst for the butterfly keyboard fiasco that careened into Apple Silicon, that introduced USB-C, forced touch trackpads. It like that product like basically shaped everything that apple does today it led to johnny ive getting basically politely asked to leave the company like it's crazy 
It's crazy how much the 12-inch MacBook has done for us, good and bad. But one of the things that they say in that keynote is they basically came up with USB-C. And you know what, folks? We laughed at them then, but they were right. USB-C was the future, and it's ironic that the European Union took the port that they created and said, no, you have to put this on your phones, too. That is, you know, I never really thought about that, that, that 2015 MacBook being, but, but it really is. Like, everything about that MacBook really shaped the next four years of Apple laptops, which then themselves shaped obviously everything up until today so so absolutely but yes it is very funny about the the it's european hilarious. union basically using holding apple's own uh invention or maybe not invention but the thing that they that they really you know popularized like holding it against them almost and saying like you know they put it in all their other stuff happily but the phone was the one place mm-hmm. they didn't want it and now it's uh now it's gonna go there and honestly they're real for that they're real for that because Apple was like, this is the future. This is a port that does everything. And Apple, and then the EU, the EU was like, oh, it does everything, right? Huh? Well, then how about on your phone, huh? Put your money where your mouth is. And now Apple has to do an event in two days where they pretend that they love that. And that was their, that was their plan all along. It's so good. It is, it is really good. It's, it's very funny, but, but, but it is also very good for the consumer, I would say. There is, I think one of the oh, yeah. main points that Apple made was like, oh, if we switch from Lightning to USB-C, there's going to be so much e-waste, so many cables and, and accessories and things that people have that, are, that they're not going to be able to use anymore, right? I don't think that's a very good argument. It was the same thing with the 30-pin connector. This is yep. arguably worse because I feel like, or this is arguably not as bad as that because like when I get this new iPhone with USB-C, and all of my lightning cables become, you know, no longer relevant to me. I'll just give them to other people. Not every person is going to upgrade to the new iPhone with USB-C this year. There will be plenty of people, friends and family, true. that can use these existing, you know, lightning cables. And then in a couple of years, when there have been a few generations of iPhone with USB-C, and then the lightning port really isn't relevant anymore... I think that's fine, right? Things aren't going to last forever, especially not technology. And if you get a couple years of use out of some cable or some accessory and you recycle it properly at the end of its life, then that's what that's what you can ask for. Not to mention, I would add on top of that a couple things. Number one, to your point, Apple kind of made it sound like all of a sudden 70 billion lightning cables are going to just get thrown into creeks and rivers yeah and like people are just going to go up and give them to baby sea turtles and be like here choke on this like no it's gonna it's not like everyone's just gonna throw them away all at once also i suspect adapters are a thing and people will be able to use an adapter for lightning to USB-C. now Will there be e-waste as a result of this? Yes. But in the long term, I would argue less. Because here's the thing about cables. They are not eternal beings. Neither are the phones that they charge. In fact, I would even say that I have had lightning cables that have outlasted the phones I charge with them. So 
if e-waste is your argument, then you should really be building a, a, a longer-lasting phone and not worrying as much about the cable that charges it. So, first off, there's that, right? How many iPhones are there that end up being e-waste versus cables? And what's the impact of both? You don't hear them saying, no one should buy an iPhone because your old one's going to be e-waste. That's very true. And I also think, you know, the the lightning, the lightning, oh, I had, I had an idea. It, it, it's escaping me now. You, you had more points. I did, yeah. So the other point, I, it's escaping me. Crap. We're losing we've, it here. We're losing our train of thought here. All right, we should probably, we, we've talked about USB-C for a while. Uh, I did notice something earlier that I wanted to talk about, and that's what caused me to lose my train of thought here. Okay. Somebody was talking about the cameras, because I remembered that way back when we started talking about the iPhone, I was saying that the iPhone 15 regular seems underwhelming, and I want to double down on that, because I am actively bothered by what Apple is doing right now, and by right now I mean in the past three years, with the regular iPhone, all right? I want you to go back in time in your mind, Noah. Remember 2017 is our senior year in high school? Going off to year. college. Good year. You were just growing a beard for the first time. It was very patchy. Oh, jeez. All you right, know? we don't need to that talk was a about good, that. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a great time of our lives. In 2017, when Apple introduced the iPhone X, they also introduced the iPhone 8. Now, the iPhone 8 was a good phone. Good enough that I have many friends who still use one to this day. Good enough that they are still sold and popular. And honestly... It was a great update. Solid cameras. The internals were the same as the iPhone X. Very powerful. The A17 Bionic was a huge leap in smartphone technology. It had char uh, wireless charging. It had, arguably, a completely new design, especially compared to the 6, 6S, and 7. Great phone. One year later, iPhone XS came out. But weirdly, the bigger update was the regular iPhone, the 10R? The 10R was a completely different design from the 8. And then a year after was the iPhone 11. Incremental, but they added, they went from a single camera to adding the ultra wide. We had better performance. The screen was better quality, not quite OLED though. And then the next year, the iPhone 12, another major update, totally redesigned it, made it feel a lot more upscale, a lot closer to the pro phones. But then, since then, since 2020, what has Apple done? The iPhone 12 to the 13, they, they, they brought the main camera with the sensor shift technology from the iPhone 12 Pro Max. They put that on the 13. I don't even think it got a new chip, did it? Somewhere along the line, no, the 14 didn't get a new chip. Right, right. Cause, and then the 14 came out. What was new on the 14? I think it was just uh, satellite stuff. Yeah. And I guess, like, arguably, you know, there was the 13 mini and the 14 plus. If you consider those to be, I guess, but new But there was form a 12 factors. mini as well. 
There is a 12 mini as well, so that's that is fair. But even and even the plus, of course, I you you had to I've get got all it your standing iPhones by. ready. You already know. I know. Yeah, you gotta get them already. But you um, already know. But yes, the 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 plus, you know, the the mini maybe the plus is a new form factor. It's the same phone, but the screen is a little bit bigger. If you count that as innovation, mm-hmm. then that's that's ab- about as good as you're really getting with these phones. Yeah, and the and the the weirdest thing is for this year with the iPhone 15, it seems like uh, we're just doing that again. It's not even going to get a new design. That's the rumor. Now, granted, the new design in question is just like take the corners and make them a little bit rounder. So, I mean, I'll take it, but they're not even doing that for the regular iPhone 15. So all that's getting, as far as I can tell, is USB-C and the uh, the 48 megapixel camera from the 14 Pro is reportedly going to the regular 15 with an added twist of a new stacked lens design that should help with low light performance and focus distance, which is one of the things that I have complained about with the 14 Pro's camera. So don't get me wrong, decent updates to be able to get that 48 megapixel sensor on the regular iPhone is good, but I don't like, dude, is that a new feature? Is that enough? Yeah, I I don't know. I guess, you know, in addition to that, I'm going to guess that it will get the current processor that the 14 Pro is using, which means that it will be, again, one year behind, quote unquote, behind, as in, you know, the 15 Pro will get a new processor, right? And then the 15 regular right. will use whatever, you know, the current best processor. So whatever, minor, minor spec bump, uh, better camera. Okay, that's... That's great. But I definitely agree. I feel like it's interesting because you talked about how, you know, from the 10, the 10R, the 11, the 12, those were all big updates for the regular. And I would argue that a lot of them were big updates for the the Pro series as well, right? The 10S, the, the 11 Pro, the 12 Pro, those were all big. But then I feel like, you know, when you said that the 13 and the 14 were not very big, they were a lot bigger for the Pro series. I'm not saying they were huge, but they were but they were a mm-hmm. lot better. You know that that 120 hertz, uh, the ProMotion display, the Dynamic Island always on display, whatever. All of all of those things that the Pros got. I feel like you know for the past couple of years, Apple's been focusing a lot more on the Pros than they have on the regular phones, and maybe that will also continue uh, for this year. Is what it kind of seems like. That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, s- some people did point out that the regular 15 is going to get the dynamic island and the A16 chip. But again, to your point, the, the Pro is clearly the focus. That's getting the A17. And that's where we're going to be getting all of these gains in performance and efficiency. I, I talked about it in my Mac video, weirdly, because the A17 going to be the first three nanometer chip that we get from apple and that is going to carry with it a lot of benefits the performance looks crazy the efficiency is more important on an iphone none of that comes to the regular iphone 15 it'll be interesting to see what differences there are between the 15 and the 15 pro in terms of battery life 
when you have these different chips on these different processes. It's also, I don't know, I think it's kind of a bummer now that you, uh, Apple has always, always given you the latest chip. Last year was the first time that they said, no, the regular iPhone 14 is not going to get the newest chip technology. Like even going back all the way to the iPhone 5C, that was the first time that Apple released, you know, the new iPhone and a lesser, cheaper model that was also new. It was, honestly, it was ironic because the, the 5C was more or less a failure. People kind of make fun of it. I personally didn't think it was that bad, but am I mistaken? Did that have an A6 or an A7 chip? I have no idea. You know what? I think I'm an I think I'm an idiot. I think it had the A6. It was it was an iPhone 5 with uh, a cheaper housing. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, was that, wrong. That right. I was wrong, but uh, well, I guess I guess then the first time that they introduced like a sub model instead of like introducing the previous year's iPhone with you know some differences would be the iPhone 8. The iPhone 8 was on the A, uh, the A7. No, A. Why am I blanking on it? Help me out here. A12. A12. Okay. Christ, that was a brain fart. Yeah, the A12 was in the iPhone 8 and in the iPhone 10. The 10R, that got the updated chip. The 11, the 12, the 13, but now. Now it's like, just kidding. You suck. Yeah, it it, it is disappointing. I, I see why Apple does it. I'm sure it saves them a bit of money, right? If they already get some process running for a year to produce some chip, they're just like, oh, let's keep it, let's scale it down, keep it running for another year. Maybe not even, well, scale it down a bit, right? But keep it running for another year to, to, to produce more devices. They get a little more value out of uh, each design. I understand why they do it. It also makes sense, right? The devices, the chips are getting better. The devices are getting better. Uh, you know, the upgrades are more incremental. So do you really need the best, the newest chip? I think this year is a bigger difference than usual, right? We're talking about like this new process. It's going to be like a, a much bigger difference. Uh, so maybe this year it definitely will be noticeable. But I feel like in a typical year, Maybe it's okay, but it is definitely disappointing to like buy the latest phone and get a chip that's a year old. Like that's, hmm. you know, it, at the end of the day, it is a little bit disappointing, even if it doesn't really matter technically. Yeah, no, that, absolutely. And also everyone in the chat, yes, I misspoke. I meant to say A11, but I said A12 and every single person in the universe corrected me. Yes, I get it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I would say, Last year, it didn't bother me that much because you don't really notice what chips in your iPhone, especially when you're talking about the A15 versus the A16. It's not a very big difference. But when you're talking about moving over to a new generation of chip, I think the disappointment is a little bit more palpable, especially when you consider the price difference between these phones. Although I guess that's going to be growing 
because uh, the the rumors and the CCRP on this is pretty good. The iPhone 15 Pro going up in price to 10.99, while rates retaining 128 gigabytes as the base storage. There was a rumor that they were going to drop that and do 256, but then that was unrumored by additional rumors that said that the rumor was not true. Jeez, okay. So so extra $100 for yeah. no tangible difference. No no storage increase whatever. It's the newer phone, but it's more expensive. And I heard, you know, obviously yeah. the Pro Max uh, would also get more expensive. I saw some rumor that the Pro Max was going to get more expensive, but the Pro wasn't. But that seemed a little bit weird to me. I swear I read that. That doesn't make sense. Did what? you read that? I swear I, I read that know. somewhere. I'm not saying it was credible, but I thought I at least read it. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, well, hang on. maybe it was... I just found something on uh, Forbes that says the 15 Pro. I think maybe this is what you were thinking about. The rumor is that the 15 Pro is going to go up $100 to $1099, but the Pro Max is going to go up $200 to $1299, and that really hurts. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, Dude, that's that is pretty that's crazy. That's bad. I did I did double check. There are some news uh, outlets that are saying that maybe the 15 Pro won't get any increase and the pro and the max model will so there are some that would be weird some reports on that which would be weird but but regardless of what happens to the pro the pro max at 1299 first of all that would be you know that would be a pretty pretty big blow but but then what does that mean for the these theoretical ultra what's that thing gonna cost oh crap dude it's gonna be like two grand honestly like the the Apple Watch Ultra was like twice as much as the base, uh, the base Apple Watch. Is the Ultra, the iPhone Ultra, going to be twice as much as the iPhone, base iPhone? Oh God, I don't want to think about that. Sixteen hundred for the base iPhone. Sixteen hundred, maybe two thousand if it's the base Pro. I whatever. We don't even need to think about that. I don't think it's happening this time, but. <sighs> What oh, hurts it's gonna is be that painful. I'm still going to buy it. I know. Uh, and you are too. I know you will. Ugh, it's going to be so big. But yeah. Yeah, it probably. is. Yeah. I will say, dude, twelve ninety nine, and And I, I'm, now, I'm now a 256 gigabyte phone user. I'm a 256 girly. It's not good. Uh, how much, I'm trying to see if I'm actually using it. Ah, oh, man. I'm just barely justifying 256. I have 118 gigabytes available, which, honestly, I really like not having to think about the phone storage. I've literally, I've had the phone for a year, never thought about it. And it's kind of nice, which means I'm probably going to have to spend 1399 if I want to do 256 on the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Ugh, that is... Uh, 
that is painful. I mean, I'm I'm happy. Like I'm happy with my 128 gigs. I'm like pretty close. I haven't thought about it all year. I just recently had to think about it, but I was easily able to clear up a little bit of space. So I'm just getting to it. I'm okay with 128. Hopefully, I'll get away with spending a thousand this year. Maybe a little bit more if they increase the price. I guess I haven't ruled out getting the Pro Max, but. Especially if they increase that price, it's going to be a little bit harder of a sell, but we'll see. Jeez. I will tell you, I'm disappointed. I mean, look, I, I said this in my video yesterday. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the price is going up, especially with inflation in the past couple of years. I mean, if you run the numbers, uh, $9.99 in 2017 that was the iphone 10 that's 1245 in today's money that's an insane amount of inflation so i get why apple's doing it now am i mad about it yes because are apple's profit margins absolutely ludicrous regardless yes absolutely they are they have more money than an entire than entire countries they have more than the gdp of hundreds of countries just sitting in bank accounts and they're like you need to pay more money for this phone it's very annoying but it's not surprising i mean that's how they got all that money in the first place and they're definitely not a charity so as much as i don't want to you know stick up for the giant corporation uh you know i i agree with you that it is understandable with inflation and everything that the price will go up, but it will definitely hurt. I'm already, you know, visualizing when they announce the price, starting at just ten ninety nine, starting at just eleven ninety nine, whatever, and we'll be sitting here and we'll say, Oh no, they actually did it. And I have ten percent sales tax, so it's gonna be fifteen thirty eight one thousand five hundred and thirty eight dollars and ninety cents. That's what I'm gonna be paying for 256 gigs if that rumor is indeed true and holy crap that's a freaking phone man it's a phone i know that's like mac money that's like macbook air like dude that's what you could buy i could buy two macbook airs yeah you could buy like a new like the new macbook air like the latest one 15 inch yeah but, but the no, 15 inches uh 12.99 same price as a phone also explain to me explain to me how for 12.99 i get 256 gigs in my macbook air or for 10.99 i can get a 13 inch macbook air with 256 gigs of storage but for 12.99 or 10.99 i can only get 128 in an iphone Apple, you, you stinky guys, you got to upgrade these storage amounts. The fact that we've been sitting at 128 on the phone and 256 on the Mac and that you're still charging an absolutely absurd $200 on the Mac to go to 512, how, oh my God, that's like, it's actually revolting how much money they're charging for that. How are we okay with this? How are we okay with paying $100 to go to 256 gigabytes on the iPhone? 
$200 to go from 256 to 512 are you actually out of your freaking minds i can go on amazon right now this very second and buy a 256 gigabyte sd ssd for 28 dollars it's 28 freaking dollars i could buy a terabyte for 51 dollars but apple charges 600 or 400 are you are you smoking crack what is this Ugh, but it's that special Apple storage. It's faster than anything you've ever seen. Ugh, but no, it's definitely not worth ah! It's not worth. But you don't have a choice. You can't put your own storage I in I know. There. Well, if your name is Colin, a.k.a. DOS Dude, you can. Okay, if you are the average consumer, then yeah. if you're not a magician, a wizard, then, then you can bro this actually pisses me off so bad i feel like i feel like i'm having a, a real moment right now noah where like the weight of what all of this means is finally hitting me and how these prices haven't changed since like 2016 and it's all of a sudden hitting me in the face that they charge four hundred dollars for okay even if it's a nice ssd it's maybe 100 dollars for one terabyte for the best highest quality pcie gen 4 samsung you know the highest quality ssd you can buy nvme is is maybe a hundred bucks for one terabyte and they have the absolute gall to charge you four hundred dollars this is why noah i never ever buy apple storage upgrades never do it yeah that's totally fair and and you know what i'm having oh i think luke just luke just left uh the call by accident uh Streamyard does not try and stop you when you accidentally leave and now he's back oops I the the apple the, the magic mouse did me in there Noah I uh, I went to I literally brushed it by accident and it, and and it was like back you're out you're gone yeah but I think uh, one last thing on that the thing that I didn't quite understand it comes with two fifty six right that's built into the cost yes. of the device if you want right. to add two fifty six additional it's two hundred dollars right. Correct. Then you've done that already. Then if you want to add 512 additional, it costs the same amount of money. Why does it cost? Why is why is yes. that doesn't scale? Why does that not scale? Yeah, no, it, it yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It, it costs $200 to double the storage in both cases, which doesn't make sense because $100 to go to 512 and then another $100 another $100 to go another 512 so you're buying a different amount of storage for your money it's very stupid it's all nonsense that honestly is the single most frustrating thing about modern max i think when you look at the base model 
max are extremely good value. When you compare the performance that they offer, you know, Apple Silicon is a tremendous value. I, I would absolutely buy a $2,500 Mac before I would buy a $2,500 PC. Uh, and, and I've I have comparisons. You know, I've got an MSI laptop down here that I compared to the top of the range M2 Max. It is the same price for the PC, and the PC is undeniably faster in many applications. Granted, not everything can be compared, and preference plays a huge part in it, but the PC, for many people, is unquestionably faster, but I would still pick Apple Silicon every day of the week until you realize that I could buy that $50 one terabyte SSD, stick it in that PC, but my Mac, tough, tough luck. I hate it. It's, it is unfortunate, but it's like such an easy thing for Apple, such an easy way for them to make money because that's something where they're like, oh, you know, 256 is obviously not like, it's not enough for a lot of people, right? It's enough for some people if you're doing very basic things. But if you're starting to do, like, video editing, photo editing, whatever, like, like things that have bigger files, you're going to want to upgrade. And it's easy, like, oh, well, I have to upgrade. And it's like you don't even think about the price. You're like, oh, whatever, I have to get 512, uh, I have to get a terabyte, and you just do it. So it's such an easy way for them to make money. I mean, how iCloud storage is still 5 gigs of free storage. <laughs> and that's been since what is it? What it was yeah. like iOS five, right? When iCloud came out. Oh yeah, it's been five gigs the entire time. Imagine, imagine that. Twelve years. Yeah. But even that, it's like you pay like two dollars, and they'll give you like two hundred gigs. Like that's like, it's just nonsense, arbitrary bullshit. But for the storage, I mean, their profit margins charging $400 for that one terabyte upgrade. And, and we bought, we bought uh, Colin and I, when we did that upgrade, the, the NAND, and keep in mind, you're paying an inflated price because this is not from a factory. It's not off the shelf. So you're paying more than what Apple pays. Do you, I don't know if you remember from the video how much it cost us to get two one terabyte chips. So we were making a two terabyte m1 mac mini do you know how much the nand cost how much it's like a hundred bucks i think maybe 150 Jeez. yeah and that's that's like that's scalpers price that's already high and it's uh, and it's a hundred bucks Ugh. that's i mean whatever that's like the Apple tax at its worst when you talk about storage upgrades, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think like the way that Apple works with their storage, they're very, like very slow, very hesitant to, you know, increase the base storage, right? 256 on the Macs, 128 on the iPhones. They're very, they're very hesitant to increase that. And I think that if they, increase the the base starting price a storage increase to go along with it would help soften the blow right even if they increase the price by a hundred dollars but they give you 
you know, the 256 storage for, for free, like, you know, included with that. Yeah. Their margins, right, they get $100 more. Maybe it costs them, I don't know how much it costs them, $10, $20, whatever. Definitely not $100 yeah. for that storage. But but even then, I don't know if they would do that, right? If their goal is to I keep up with do. inflation, they might just raise the price and, and not even give you anything. And I wouldn't be – I would be well, disappointed, but I wouldn't be surprised. Given what they did with the M2 Max, where they uh, they put the, the the base 256 has only one NAND chip, and it's half the speed before there were two NAND chips, and it's the same price, the same capacity. Like, that wasn't even, you know, they raised the price of the product, they didn't increase the storage, and they actually decreased how good that storage is. So, yeah, I definitely expect that they're going to, keep everything the same and that pisses me off but i'll tell you what doesn't piss me off noah what the new cameras so i've said this i've said this a bunch of times the camera system on the 14 pro is pretty stupid okay you've got your 0.5 your ultra wide i love the ultra wide camera they put that in first i think uh with the iphone 11 is the iPhone 11 and the 11 Pro. That's when they added the ultra-wide, I'm pretty sure. Great upgrade. Fantastic. When they added the telephoto lens, I was like, okay, cool, but I honestly, I use the ultra-wide way, way, way more frequently. And part of that is because, you know, you've got your ultra-wide lens, which is great. You've got your main camera. That's the 48 megapixel lens, fantastic. And with that 48 megapixel, that's now gonna be on all the phones. You've got that crop in, that 2x. So when you're cropping in on the sensor to get 2x, it's stupid to just have three. Like, why do I need one, two, three? If I'm going to have a whole other lens just to be a telephoto, I, I want it to be an actually useful amount of zoom. One, two, three, nah, stupid. So the rumor and the CCRP on this is very good, guys, is one, to six a six x optical zoom now it's not the 20x space zoom whatever ai powered nonsense that you get on <laughs> samsung but six x optical zoom i like that that does sound pretty nice and i absolutely agree with you about like your assessment of the cameras like the regular camera is great the ultra wide is very useful i personally use it for capturing like if i'm in like a room, if I'm trying to take a picture of a room, like a relatively yes. small room, right? It's so much easier. You'd use the ultra wide, you get so much more of it. Obviously, obviously the perspective is a bit warped, uh, but that's kind of the point because you're able to fit more in the frame. And, and yeah, you already have the 2X zoom for free, right? Cause you crop in, uh, you get the same quality photo, unless you're doing like raw photos. If you're doing regular photos, you don't lose any quality on the 2X. So you don't really need the 3X, but a 6X zoom, does actually sound pretty useful because as soon as you start zooming beyond that 3x it gets pretty grainy pretty fast so being able to actually have some zoom power would be pretty nice dude i don't know beside that upgrade and the titanium frame which i'm beyond stoked for Uh, is that it? Like, okay, let's do 15 Pro. Let's run through it. Okay, USB-C, periscope lens, possible 
you know, tweaks. I'm sure they'll like improve the low light of the ultra wide again, which will be nice. Maybe make it a little less grainy. Sure. Maybe make the 48 mega address the focus disc, right? Whatever minor camera stuff. Okay. Nice. The new design. So thinner bezels, titanium frame makes it a little lighter. We've got a new chip, three nanometer, more efficiency, more performance. That's good. Better battery life. And then, what was the other one? Oh, yes. No more mute switch. Replace that with a action button. And we've heard from Mark Gurman that that could be used to, like, trigger Siri shortcuts or open the camera. I do kind of like that, I will say. I'm going to be sad to not have the mute switch. But, in some fairness, I don't use the mute switch. I always have it on mute. So, if I can get that button back and have it do other stuff instead of just always being set to mute, sure, I'll take it. That seems like that that seems like the iPhone 15 Pro. That's the phone. Yeah, I definitely agree like the the action button could be cool. I really hope they let us do like a single press double press like hold. That yes. would be really nice. You can still have mm. if you like your mute. I like that. If you like your mute, that's fine. You can make that button still do the mute. It is a little bit, you know, it's kind of nice like the the tactile feedback of the current mute switch, but like, I'm not going to lie. I don't sit here and like play with the mute switch. I don't use it for anything. It really doesn't need to be there anymore. So definitely the action button. And to be honest with you, look, I mean, you listed some pretty decent upgrades, USB-C action button, uh, the, the cameras, the, the chips, the, the speed and the performance titanium. It's not the most exciting phone in the world, but, like, that seems like a pretty well-rounded upgrade, you know, relative to what we've seen, you know, in the past couple of years. That pretty much makes an iPhone upgrade, you know, for for, for Apple. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, as I'm saying it out loud, none of those features are exciting. You're right. They're incremental. They're logical. But they're good. I think when you put that all together, as, as disappointed as I'm sure I will be with how much money I'm going to have to spend, those are good upgrades. Yeah, they're solid upgrades. You'll notice the difference. I think USB-C is exciting. I'm looking forward to being able to drop oh, yeah. the lightning and just have USB-C for everything. I think that'll be very nice. The other stuff also seems nice. We'll see how useful it actually is in practice like the the dynamic island seemed cool i think it's still kind of cool but not super developed always on display seemed cool i think it's decent you have yours turned off so i don't you don't even really care about it so like we'll we'll see how these things actually pan out but like i don't know it seems solid overall and uh and i won't be super disappointed if this is all it is i'll just be like okay that that makes sense if they want to surprise us that would be great if this is what it is, okay. Hmm. You know what? You're right. I think that's the reason that I'm feeling underwhelmed is because nothing is a surprise. We know it all. And look, there's still a chance that they could do something unexpected. And I would welcome that. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm struggling to reconcile because when I think about it, like those upgrades, honestly, it sounds like a better upgrade than the uh, the 13 to the 14. So I guess I'm excited. I just feel like maybe because we already know it, I'm less excited. I don't know. Honestly, 
when the thing comes out, I have a feeling my excitement is going to be turned back up to 10. Oh, yeah. When we're here on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time for our live stream, we're starting an hour before the show. When we're here getting hyped up doing our bingo board, we're going to be excited. When we're watching the live stream, the live event, we're going to be excited. When it's done, we're going to be excited. It's going to be fun, even if this is all it is and, and it's, you know, a decent upgrade, but whatever. We're still going to have a lot of fun, you know, watching an Apple event together. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that, too. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to, though. What? Saying goodbye to the mute switch. It's been a staple ever since the original iPhone launched Look at that. 16 years we've had that mute switch. Many Android phones never had it. It's always been a benefit to the iPhone having easy access to a physical switch. And that ends now. But you know what else ends now, Noah? What's that? Lightning this on the iPhone. episode of Dark Mode. Oh! A double fake out! Yeah, you can keep it going forever, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lightning on the iPhone. Unfortunately... It's over. You know what else is over, Noah? What else is over? Apple having fun with the colors on the iPhone Pro series. Oh, that is that is very true. And you know what else is hopefully over? What? The 3X zoom option because we're getting yes. that, that new lens. Get it out of here. Go on. <laughs> you know what else is over, Noah? I'll what? tell you something else that's over. Uh-huh. Having shitty battery life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is going to be huge. Fix it. Oh, you know what else yes. is huge, Noah? What else? Titanium. No more shiny side rails that get all smudged up. Look at that. Uh, look how smudgy they are. I honestly... Okay, I'm going to say something to you, Noah, and it might not be the best thing I've ever said. Okay. But I think that the single feature that I will be... The most excited about is not having shiny sides. Okay. Like, okay. like honestly, honestly, I'm not even kidding. I have, I clean the sides of the phone so often, so often every day in my pocket. I have like a tick. Mm. I, I have a tick. Where, like, when my phone is in my pocket, I, like, rub up and down the sides. I hope that people don't see that in public because I don't think it looks good. Yeah, that, they might they might get the wrong idea from that. Yeah, people probably think very nasty things about me. But that's just how it has to be because they're so shiny. And they get, like, God forbid you have anything on your hands because they get so sticky and then you're like, oh, I can't even touch this anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't be around this phone right now. And that is no longer going to be the case. That is very true. You know what else is not going to be around the phone? What? The a leather bezels. case? No, because the bezels oh. are going to be a little bit smaller, maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. The leather case was good though too. Yes, because around the phone, right? We didn't even talk about that. The, the 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 environmental the environmental cases to go with the watch bands. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, environmental is what Apple says when they forget of any other reason for something. Yeah, yeah. they were like they're like, 
Oh wait, we're not gonna Im Im we're not gonna put uh, the charger brick in the case because of for the environment. <laughs> yeah, they sound like a five year old making an excuse. They're like, Apple, why are you cheaping out on it? And they're like, oh, because of uh, for uh, the environment. Yeah, like the environment made me do it. I the environment wanna. made me do it. I don't want to do it, but yeah. I uh, environment. Oh god, this is what happens when we go eleven minutes over. We just devolve into I agree. nonsense. Well, technically, we're only eight minutes over because we started early. But I'll tell you what. Let's put put an end to the nonsense because we're gonna see these fine folks again in thirty six hours. So you know, it's not even that long. That's very true. They should make sure to tune in on Tuesday mm. at nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. We will be live right here getting ready for the big event, watching it, and then recapping it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. You know what is never a lot of fun? What? Ending this episode of Dark Mode. Thank you Whew. guys so much for watching. Uh, we finally got there. I've yeah. been your host, Luke Miani. <laughs> and I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you very soon, and have a great night.